Welcome back to Retirement Coffee Talk with Sharice Rivers at Zinnia Wealth. Online, ZinniaWealth.com, Z-I-N-N-I-A Wealth.com. And a lot of people are listening to the show and things are coming up in their mind and they want to ask questions and they want to ask them right now. So that's fine. All you have to do is go to the website, hit Contact Us and scroll down. They'll say a question for Zinnia Wealth. And you can just write your question in right there and we'll answer it here on the radio. And Sharice, one of the big questions people have about retirement is when should I file for Social Security? And if I decide to file early and keep working, I've heard that my Social Security can be taxed. So we have a question about Social Security today. Yeah. So Robin um, asked the question, how does working affect your Social Security payment? And so it can affect your Social Security payment in different ways because you can collect Social Security as early as 62. That's early retirement, and you don't get 100% of your benefits. If you wait till full retirement age, it's between 66 and four months to 67. That's where you get 100% of your benefits. And or you can delay from that full retirement age right there in the middle all the way to 70, and you get actually uh, deferred retirement credits of 8% on average every year until you collect at 70. So the question is, is if I were to collect early and work, that would be between 62 and full retirement age, it could be 62 to 67, how does it affect your Social Security payment? So let's start with the first answer. If you are working and you're 62 and you collect a Social Security check, Social Security will deduct $1 out of every $2 if you make over $21,240 a year. Okay. And here's the thing. They do it monthly. So technically, the monthly amount is $1,770. Really? Yeah. So if you, collect, if you work this month and you make $1,770 right on the, the amount, they don't take anything out of your Social Security check. But let's just say you uh, make $2,000. Well, anything over that $1,700, they're going to take $1 out of every $2 out of your Social Security check. So it's something to consider if it's worth working and collecting or if it's better just to work because you want to work probably and collect later on when you're retired. Maybe it's a full retirement age, age 67, because you're already losing money by collecting at age 62. You don't get 100% of your, your benefit. So if you at full retirement at 67, if you're going to get $2,000, but you decided to wait to take it early at 62, because maybe you feel like your health isn't good and you might not, you know, live past 80. Well, then you're taking a pay cut and you're getting about $1,500 a month if you collect at 62, right? But you do have to take your health into consideration. So back to the question. One dollar of every two dollars comes out of your Social Security check when you make more than one thousand seven hundred seventy dollars. So you have to consider: is that worth it? Now, your full retirement age—the year of your full retirement age—they allow you to make fifty-six thousand five hundred twenty dollars. That's approximately four thousand seven hundred and ten dollars every month, and then they only take one dollar out of every three dollars after that forty seven hundred dollars a month so that's a pretty nice paycheck mm -hmm. and a lot of people who are collecting social security don't necessarily get that high of a paycheck but that's just that that final phase that last year before the month that you actually hit your full retirement age when you hit that month let's say it's march 2023 come april they take no more out of your Social Security check. There's no more penalties to do that. So you can make as much as you want in income, right. and it does not affect your Social Security once you reach full retirement age. Yes, but I do want to let people know there is something out there called Senior Citizen Freedom to Work Act. 
if you happen to work and they take those dollars out of your social security check every month, they will actually pay that money back to you. But when you finally do collect social security at full retirement age, and what they do is they base it on life expectancy. They don't give you the whole lump sum back, but they say, okay, if we're 67, we are going to spread that amount of money that we took over the last, you know, four years and based on life expectancy, maybe it's 85 years old and we'll just spread it out over all those years. So you do have to live long enough to get it, of course. Okay. So do know that. So might be a reason not to collect social security just yet based on those rules, but then there's a second reason. There's the taxation provisional income formula. So if you are working and maybe you're under those thresholds where they take the $1 of every $2 out and you have a nice social security check, you have to worry about your income being more taxable, right? And a lot of people are like, what do you mean my social security is going to be taxed just as much? I'm like, possibly. So let's, let's look at how this works. So if you are basically under as a single person, 25,000 in total income, and it's a modified adjusted gross income, by the way, not your adjusted gross income. And if you're married filing jointly and your income is under 32,000, well, uh, your social security will not be taxable. But if you are right on the money, $25,000 as a single person and 32,000 as a married couple, your social security is taxable up to 50%. And a lot of people were like, how do I get under that threshold, Sharice? So I was like, it's very hard to do if you have social security and pension coming in. Mm-hmm. But if you have only social security and you've saved an IRA, by doing some asset shifting, we can, we've can we helped a lot of people get under that 50% where they're paying zero taxes on their social security, which is a very cool thing for us to do. But now let's talk about the highest limits now. Because your Social Security can be taxable up to 85% when you hit a certain income threshold. So here we go. The single income threshold to get up to 85% taxable amount on your Social Security is 34000 And then if you're uh, married filing jointly, they bump you from 32000 to 44000 So as a, a couple in a household having two Social Security checks, maybe we have part-time wages, maybe there's one pension, maybe you're having to take money out of your IRAs because you're at a certain age for those RMDs. Well, it's very easy to hit $44,000, Randy, mm-hmm. in a, a household. And then now up to 85% of your Social Security is taxable. So quick, simple math. There's actually a calculation, which I can do for you in my office, but just so you can kind of wrap it around how this works. Let's just say the household total is only collecting 10000 in Social Security. You multiply that by 85%. And what do you get? You get $8,500. So that just means of the $10,000, $8,500 goes on that 1040 tax form, right? On the front page, I'll say Social Security, and you put that $8,500 of the $10,000 you are collecting. On top of that, it's taxed last, and it's taxed at the highest marginal tax bracket you land in. It says it right there on your Social Security statements. So I can talk about Social Security for hours. So (laughs) if you're considering collecting Social Security and you're working, and you know that between you and your spouse, or maybe it's just you, maybe you're a single person, if you hit over $34,000, up to 85% of your Social Security is taxable. And I have to say up to, because it's not necessarily that exact number. I can do the calculation in my office. You might want to reconsider collecting Social Security and working, because now you got a bigger tax going on, and now they can 
take $1 out of every $2 out of your social security check when you hit an over a certain amount of income. So there's a lot that gets involved. And this is why it's so important to work with a retirement planner that actually understands the pitfalls of social security that can quickly give you your answers. If you do this, then this is what happens. If you don't do this, this is what happens. So it's very valuable. And um, definitely give us a call, Robin, if you're considering one or the other, because I think that you need to make sure you're sure because mm. if you collect early at 62, you're already cutting yourself short of income. So the question you have to ask yourself, Robin, is this, can you work and not collect social security to get a higher social security check later? And you might say, no, Sharice, I actually really need my social security check. If you really need it, that's a different story. Like if you haven't had enough saved or uh, maybe a spouse passed away or maybe you're just single and you're just like, oh, gosh, I'm 62. I'm so tired of working. I'm having senioritis and, you know, I'm just I'm ready. I'm ready to retire and work maybe part time. You know, have that conversation with us. We'll 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 bob and weave and we'll, we'll show you the way. And uh, number one, put a written plan down together so that you can see what it looks like on paper. I think that would be very helpful as well. You're listening to Retirement Coffee Talk with Sharice Rivers at Zinnia Wealth. And online, you can find us at ZinniaWealth.com. And we're answering questions from the website today. If you go to the website, you'll see Contact Us. Click on that and then scroll down a little bit and you'll see Question for Zinnia Wealth. If you click on that, you can ask a question right now. Uh, if you have anything that you would ask about Social Security after Sharice just went through. Uh, we also have other questions here because as interest rates have gone up, and we've talked about this ad nauseum for the last year and a half, as interest rates have gone up, certain financial products are benefiting. They're looking better. Things like CDs, uh, maybe even bonds. Uh, so there's going to be a time when we're going to say, okay, bonds, you know, green light on bonds because we, we haven't been high on bond funds for an awfully long time because of the interest rates. But they're getting better. Certain financial products are getting better, and people are asking about that. Let's get to our next question. Sure. So Jeff uh, wrote in and said, are certificate of deposits safe way to invest my money? And I would say absolutely a CD, that certificate of deposit, is a very safe way to invest your money. Just remember some of the banking rules and the FDIC rules. Just make sure that that bank, if it's only your name, Jeff, on the account, no more than $250,000 because the FDIC only protects up to two hundred fifty. And then if you have two names on it, it's 500000 So just be careful of those rules. But cash equivalents right now are all the buzz because the short-term indexed annuities, the short-term CD-linked indexes, and the short-term CDs are all offering a very nice, reasonable rate of return. And let me add that when you are retired, you should be seeking between 4 to 6% over a 10-year period. So I think the CDs are a lovely idea. Even at Fidelity, with a lot of our clients, we buy CDs within Fidelity for them. But here is the pain point. Eventually, CDs will not be offering this interest rate, right? And next year this time, interest rates could be lower. And that means your 5% one-year CD is no more. Maybe you can only get it for four or maybe for three because eventually that's going to happen. And so what I like is using some of that cash flow from the bank, not putting more than 250 at the bank. And if you have more cash flow to invest, invest 
more of a laddering strategy. So maybe buy the one-year and two-year CD. Maybe even consider doing a three-year to five-year CD or sprinkling in, if because I did look at bankrates.com, I didn't see any five-year CDs over like 3.5%. And so I wanted to make sure of that. So if the CDs, if there's no five-year CD that's offering a good enough rate, then you look at the CD linked indexes and you look at uh, the five-year fixed annuity because there are three-year and five-year fixed annuities. They will range between 4% all the way to 5.5% over that five years. So you're locking in that rate of return for a longer time period. So back in the day, Randy, I don't know if you remember this, I'm sure you do. It was the buzz, let's ladder CDs, let's buy a Right now, if you have a million bucks, let's buy a one year, two year, three year, four year, five year, six year, and you put a hundred grand in each one of them. So every year money's coming due. I still like that idea today, but I like, you can't use the laddering of CDs. You got to sprinkle in other alternatives. So you can use the one year and two years with CDs. That's the best rate. And then you can get the CD linked index or the five year annuity. Um, sprinkle in with it so you can lock in these rate of returns for a longer period of time because in five years we're not going to be able to get a five percent cd so jeff i think it's a lovely question i think it makes sense to park some money at the bank it's a great idea but look at some of the alternatives out there because a cd is a cd the one thing i don't like about cds is that um, you get a 1099, that lovely love letter from the IRS at the end of the year saying it it was uh, taxable and you have to pay taxes on your gains uh, on those non-qualified accounts. I'm not a big fan of that. So if you sprinkled in a little of the annuity into it, three, four or five year annuity, those gains are all tax deferred. So you're getting basically triple compounding interest, right? Because you're not having to pay the taxes on that. And you're getting a real, real average of 5% every year without saying a CD gives you a 5% return, but after taxes, you're only really getting four. So that could be a nice thing to add to the taxable amount. So you're not paying as much in taxes either. So that could be an idea. And um, I'm just thinking, Randy, did I miss anything No, else? I think that's great. Uh, and I, you know, since you brought up the annuity word here, I'll bring a question to the table here because I listen to the radio and I watch TV and I see some people, you know, and they'll say, I would never sell anybody an annuity or I wouldn't sell my mother an annuity. You know, we've gone over this a lot, you know, and not every investment is right for every person. We understand. And nobody is going, if anybody tells you to put all your money into an annuity, of course, you should look at them and go, are you out of your mind? Uh, Because we know we agree with that. Okay. But Sharice, when I think about what's going on right now, I mean, when I think about a financial advisor, a financial advisor is supposed to show me how I can grow my money, how I can protect my money and how I can make income. That's what you're supposed to be doing. And it helped me not run out of money in retirement. And if I'm not looking at everything available out there, I think that you're not doing your job. And right now, annuities are doing better because of interest rates, just like CDs are doing better because of interest rates. Just We've talked about a whole bunch of different products that are doing better because of interest rates. And, you know, when a, when a financial advisor says, I would never sell you an annuity, when they say something like that, then I want you to look at them and say, okay, I understand you like some things and you don't like some things. What are you going to do instead? Okay, and the answer is usually I'm going to put you in the market. That's where you're going to get your money from. So I'm going to put your money at risk instead of put your money at safety. I don't like that. 
And then the other part of it is, is financial advisors get paid on money in the market. Like if you have a million dollars, they'll, you know, charge you 1% and that's $10,000 a year. So literally this, and this was, this makes me mad. Oh boy. This makes me mad. I'm on my soapbox right now. I'm so sorry. I, I, it makes me mad to think that a financial advisor would look at you and say, I would rather take your money and pay me than I would take your money and pay you. Right. Because that's, that's literally exactly, what they're saying. That's exactly what it's about. It's all about the the dollar bill. It's about what they make for the long term. And basically, they're just putting you in those good old boring, non-working 60-40 portfolios. There you go. There you go. So, you know what? Everybody has their own rhyme and reason for why the, how they invest their clients' money. But as a fiduciary and a local person in Central yes. Florida... I question anybody that says you should never do this or mm -hmm. this is bad because not all things are bad. Maybe they're bad for certain people. So as a fiduciary, our job isn't to sit there and dog every investment under the sun. It's to really dial in, do the math and say, this is what I don't like about it. This is what I do like about it. Now, what do you like about it? And what do you not like about it? And I'll, I'll tell you, I mean, it's just like mutual funds. So people come in all day long, Randy, with mutual funds. And we do a portfolio x-ray. And I say, listen, you have these mutual funds. And I don't like them. But I'm going to tell you why. And the mutual fund has a commission between 5 and 7% that went to the advisor up front. Plus they're paying an internal fee close to 1% every year. And I said, listen, there's a better way to do this. If you want money in the market and you want the mutual fund, because that's just what every broker and bank offers, why don't we talk about the exchange traded fund? They're just like the mutual funds, but there's no commission. So that 5 to 7% does not go to the advisor. You get to keep that in your pocket now. And there's not a 1% internal fee anymore. It's like 0 0.05 or maybe a half a percent if it's one of the very specialized ones because you're saving money and fees. So to me, if you're going to have mutual funds and take the risk, then you might as well go to exchange traded funds and take the risk because you're going to save more money and fees and they're going to produce similar, if not better returns. So that rhyme reason makes sense. Now, if you go down to the annuities, I'm going to say there's four annuities out there and there's two I like and two I don't. So I have an unbiased, reasonable smart decision making factor for clients and who are stepping in here because I know what they need. I do this every day. Yeah. Make your case. You yeah. Know? And then, yeah. you know, and then there's a, like Ken Fisher, he says why you should hate annuities when he actually owns like six or $8 million in annuities. <laughs> it's the funniest thing, but he was just really good at marketing. These guys are just marketing. Right. And so, but I will tell you when you come in, I'll say, listen, there's every investment system. We're going to talk about CDs, notes, mutual funds, exchange traded funds, all four annuities. We're going to talk about REITs. We're going to talk about everything. I don't have a bias, but when we talk about the annuities, just like we just talked about the mutual funds, we're going to say, here are the variable annuities and immediate annuities. I'm not a fan of those. Those are highly commissionable. The advisor gets ongoing fees every year. You can lose. If you're going to lose, we might as well just be in the stock market. But I like the fix. I like the three, four, and five-year fix because you know what? I don't have to charge you a fee. I can take you out of my bond portfolio, no longer charge you a fee on that bond portfolio, and put you in that five-year fixed annuity where you don't pay a fee, and you're making 5 to 5.5%. And if that's what you're trying to seek on a bond portfolio, now that makes sense, right? And then you might say as a client or prospect saying, well, Cherise, 
I don't want to lock it up for five years. I said, okay, then let's just put it in a bond or we'll put it in a short-term CD. You know, we won't make as much over the long term. But if that is, if that's your beef, you don't want to leave it there for five years. And I get it. Then we'll, we'll use one of the other alternatives. I'm just using one of the best of all the alternatives. And so you can have a lower rate of return on average by, you know, flip-flopping. So and times are changing. And anytime a client can save money, and fees. That is key. So just know that anybody who disregards any investment under the sun and doesn't give you a reasonable reason or you don't talk it out, then they're not being a real fiduciary. And that's just one thing I've learned. And that's why as a fiduciary in this industry, we offer every investment under the sun, every investment so that you know that we don't have a bias. We're going to educate you about it. We're going to say why or why not. If you want to save fees, if you want to go down that other route, I'm fine with that. But my job is to say, hey, listen, we have six legs of investments. We should sprinkle a little bit in each one of them. And here's the ones we should definitely stay away from. Does this make sense to you? And we educate them. So we just don't put blanket statements out there. It's like, why? You should hate it. That's not a, that's just all marketing schemes. Yeah. And uh, we're just going to, you know, put a pen to paper and we're just going to show it to you. And then you get to the side and then you can, you know, read up and, Pick and choose what you want. It's a big menu out there. Oh, sorry, I got all upset there, but it's your fault, Cherise, because you've I'm educated sorry. me to a certain point that I hear this stuff on the radio and I get angry. So there you go. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> it happens. Well, we want you to be in the know about your retirement. And you have done a great job saving money all these years. And now you're getting to that point where you're going to use that money. And that is probably going to take a written plan. Cherise has said it today, and she says it every week here on the show. Let's do the math on your retirement. And we will do that for you at no charge. Uh, we have a brand new website here. It's all been redone. It's really nice. And if you go to ZinniaWealth.com, you're going to see a gold rectangle there. It says click to schedule a complimentary retirement consultation now. And that's exactly what it is. It's complimentary and come on in and we'll sit down and see what you've done for retirement. Are you on track? Is it possible you're going to have a tax problem? Is it possible you're going to have an income problem? Is it possible you're going to have your social security taxed and we can work our way around that? These are all great questions, but we won't know until we sit down together and go through it. Now, if you want to just kind of dip your toe in the water and just ask a question or set up a call, you can do that, too. Uh, there's a button there that says Contact Us. And as you scroll down, it'll say a question for Zinnia Wealth. And that's what we've been doing over this half hour here is answering your questions about things like CDs and Social Security and annuities. You can use that right there. There's also a place where you can schedule a 15-minute call. We set a number of these aside each week so Sharice can answer your questions. So get her on the phone and let's sit down and talk through your retirement. It's all on our website, ZinniaWealth.com, Z-I-N-N-I-A Wealth.com. You can reach out to us that way or you can reach out to us this way, 833-368-3680. Again, 833-368-3680. Thanks for listening to the Retirement Coffee Talk podcast. If you have questions or would like to begin the process of building a tailored retirement plan, call Zinnia Wealth at 803-368-3680 or find us online at zinniawealth.com. 
Sharice Rivers is an investment advisor representative of Zinnia Wealth Advisory, LLC, a registered investment advisor. Exposure to ideas and financial vehicles discussed should not be considered investment advice or recommendation to buy or sell any financial vehicle. Past performance is not a guarantee of future results. Investments can fluctuate and when redeemed may be worth more or less than when originally invested. Financial professionals are not licensed in all 50 states. To find out if Sharice Rivers is licensed in your state, please contact their office. Zinnia Wealth Advisory, LLC is not affiliated with nor endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any other government agency and does not provide legal or tax advice. Annuity guarantees rely solely on the financial strength and claims-paying ability of the issuing insurance company. Any client experiences discussed during this show are unique to that client. They are not meant to imply or suggest you will experience the same results. By contacting us, you may be provided with information about insurance and annuity products offered through Sharice Rivers. NPN Insurance License Number 8718011.